Welcome to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. No matter if we are recapping the action from the week before, we're setting up what we are most excited to see in the coming days. I guarantee you will have a great time, so sit back and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Punts, Bunts, and Jams podcast. This is episode 36, which is going to conclude season one of the PB&J. Cody, Dude, we've had such a good time doing this, and I'm just excited about it. What are you thinking? I mean, new mic, new year, new Cody, right? New, <laughs> no, I'm just excited. Everything. I got a new microphone, and I'm I'm pretty pumped about this. Thank you, Mother, for the, the wonderful Christmas present. So hopefully it this will improve the peanut gallery's listening experience. <laughs> so when we started the PB&J, we didn't really – have any sports going on, believe it or not. I mean, we, were, we knew we wanted to do a podcast about sports, but we started in the middle of a pandemic. We didn't know what games would be played or how. We didn't know what leagues would fold. We didn't even know that leagues were going to fold, come back, and get a team in the national championship game. We didn't know what listeners would think. We didn't know the laughs that we'd have going along through this journey. None of that. Yep. And it's, it's just been fun, right? I mean, I've had a blast. I mean, hopefully everybody out there listening has. I know we, we've we got up almost around 160 followers on the Twitters. And yeah. I know you're more up to date on how many downloads we had over the past year. But uh, I thought when we hit 1,000 downloads, that was pretty incredible for just uh, two guys blabbling about sports. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's so cool to see the growth, and we have surpassed 1,300 downloads so far. Wow. And it's just our first season. I mean, we did, you know, pretty much just the fall sports and mm-hmm. had that many downloads. So I'm excited about where we're headed. But if we back up, tonight we're going to take some looks at, at things that we did or listens to what we did across along the way. And we're also going to talk about – one more current topic, and that is the national championship. So if you look at episode one, the very first one, we started out, we had the PGA championship, and that was it. That was all that was started. Right. We were heading into some different leagues, starting up like the NHL, the NBA bubbles. We talked about those. The Major League Baseball had just come out with their their plan for 60 games, and we just really didn't know what was going to happen, but we were excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I was excited just for the simple fact of, you know, a sense of normalcy again, because there for a while, I didn't think we were going to have anything. And I was kind of getting scared that, you know, what I was kind of becoming like, am I a boring person? Because I don't I don't have anything else I talk about. Like, do I need to broaden my horizons and start reading books or like going on adventures. I don't know what to talk about unless I'm talking about sports. And maybe that's a reflection on me and not society. But I was like, I need something. I mean, I think I watched um, like a putt-putt championship one time from 1986. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Like it was like the prize prize money was $10,000 in 1986 for the national putt-putt champion. And I watched every bit of it like it was live. Wow. I mean, you got to make sure that you, you know, get a hole in one every now and then. I think they pay those by the hole. I have no but idea. But it's, I'm afraid I've watched a couple of them myself. I'm not going to lie to you. 
<laughs> All right. So once that we got started in, in sports, we had the NBA who was, you know, everybody was excited about. They were heading down to Orlando. And what we saw there was a very good talking point for us. And that was the NBA had a team in Phoenix that went 8-0 but did not make the playoffs. Yeah, that that was probably the top three rants that I had on this show because I was like, why did you even make them go down there if they can't win every game and not even make it? That was just a, like I said, a blatant slap in the face to the to Devin Booker and the Suns. Yeah, it absolutely was. And it it was just so frustrating to see something like that happen to a team that you know, had a chance. They went. I mean, they did everything you asked them. They went eight and zero. They had a perfect opportunity. They took that opportunity, and ran with it, and then they get to go home while everybody else plays the playoffs. Yeah, and a it lot just of teams. Didn't seem right. A lot of teams went what two and six, one and seven, in yeah, that in that time down there. And I was like, if you can go one and seven and still make it, but eight and zero and you can't, like, why even have it? Like, just make those teams that that went one and seven, just automatic bids or something. I don't know. It, it was just yeah. frustrating to watch, especially since like Devin Booker was the hottest person on the planet for a while. Yeah, absolutely. He was on fire and he, you know, nobody could down there could stop him. I didn't know if they were taking it serious or if they were just having a good time or what, but they couldn't stop it. Or Either maybe way. they knew, Hey, they can go eight. No, and it doesn't matter. So let's just let this kid do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then all season long, you know, one one sport that kind of was able to they, they took a long break, but then midsummer they actually did come back and and they started their season back, and that was NASCAR. And before the break, they and after the break, they were pretty much dominated by two guys, two veterans, you know, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin. They were winning everything. If if one of them wasn't winning, they were in the Top three. I mean, they were just dominant. But then the playoffs for them started up in the fall, and a young guy, Chase Elliott, comes in and just sneaks up. And I'll give it to Cody. He was on top of it. He kept asking week after week, can Chase Elliott do this? And I didn't believe in him. And that guy, if he didn't come up and win him a championship. I think it all started with uh, the uh, all-star race. I think that's what propelled him into – uh, that second half of the season being the key for him making the playoffs and winning. Yeah, absolutely. He got his, he got a little bit of momentum. He never looked back. And also, don't let it go under the rug when you pick seven out of nine winners. Oh, I didn't let it go out under the rug, my friend. <laughs> I thought that my picks, like I went chalk a couple times, but there were a few times where, you know, I I went to probably like the fifth or sixth you know, choice in, in Vegas yeah. or whatever. But yeah. I, I don't know. Like early on I was I was picking Logano a lot and had some pretty good success with him. But uh that that was just a weird thing. And next year or I guess starting in February, uh i I'm sure I'll be picking thirtieth and thirty fifth or something. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll try to think outside the box this time, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna pick Harvick and Hamlin though. You know, one thing that, that happened in this fall that I know we all watched, we were all excited about, somehow I missed Sunday, but that was the Masters. A once-in-a-lifetime getting to see the Masters in the fall. <laughs> and Dustin Johnson just took care of business. Yeah, I'll I'll never forget. You're like, wait, 
why is the Masters not on? You you yeah, said you were turning to every sports channel possible, and it had started like four hours earlier. I mean, for years, I was just used to, you know, I would come in after church or whatever and, and get to watch the final few hours of the Masters, and I come started in. Started at 8 o'clock. I'm, yeah, I'm sitting there looking for it, and I'm like, I, I don't understand that they – you know, I thought CBS held this. They had it yesterday. I, I don't. I wouldn't think they would give up the contract for Saturday, Sunday, or no. split it up. Like, where is this? And I couldn't find it. And then I get on my app, and then boom, you see that it's already been played. Well, <laughs> so, I don't want to say you didn't miss anything because you right. missed the the greatest, you know, four rounds in Masters history. But right. I mean, once it got to the twelfth hole, it it was all DJs. I mean, nobody was catching him. Oh yeah, yeah. He, Maybe he before that, it, it may have been, you know, Saturday morning. You were like, "That's probably going to be DJ." Yeah. Do you think his accountant, with all the money he won this fall, was kind of like, "Hey, man, you need to slow it down. I got to find different ways to get rid of this." <laughs> yeah, and then you also look at his wife, and she has all of the great ones' money too. So I think they're fine, yeah. regardless if they can't find a a Swiss bank account or something, I think they'll be good. Yeah, yeah I think so. Too. Pauline, Pauline has got some dough herself, I imagine. Yeah, no doubt. So one of our episodes in the early days, I say early days like it was so far back, but Last episode year, really. six, <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was, you know, in the previous decade. But episode six, we had a few things come up. Um, one of those was a clip that we'll play here in just a little bit. But also, inside that episode, we took shots at picking some uh, Heisman finishers, you know, some the top three Heisman guys that we had. And um, Cody had one. He had Trevor Lawrence. He had the number two guy. I, on the other hand, went 0 for 3. You did, but you went way outside the box other than ETN, and I like that. But Ian Book did finish in the top 10, which is, I'll give you credit, way more impressive than me picking Trevor Lawrence to be in the top three. Do you think anybody had Ian Book in the top 10, honestly? No. I mean, Brian Kelly didn't. No, there was no Mr. One. Book didn't. Granddaddy Book didn't. <laughs> Ian Book himself didn't. He didn't even know there was a Heisman Award. Uh, I mean, I think Ian Book, after that Duke game, I was like, my gosh, Notre Dame is – horrible and then all of a yeah. sudden they beat Clemson with Ugalele at quarterback and they are just a buzzsaw then they beat North Carolina by 50 so I was like you know Clay Dodd has a chance to get somebody <laughs> at the Heisman ceremony with Ian Book and honestly I mean let's just be real they wouldn't they wouldn't have been, even been close to being in the playoffs if it wasn't for him no I mean, he played his hard. Yeah, and they've always got those tight ends that are just so good. I yeah. mean, Notre Dame's offensive line. I mean, if you watch the playoff game last Friday, Notre Dame's offensive line wasn't the reason they lost. Yeah. So that offensive line's really great. There's going to be three or four NFL NFL draft picks off that line. They had a great running back. The reason they lost that game was – what we're about to talk about in about five seconds. Yeah. And that was the 2020 Heisman Trophy winning 
player, which was Smitty himself, with the most deserving player by far. And I mean, he just dominated from start to finish of this year. He's he didn't have any games off this year. There there wasn't an opportunity. There was no San Jose State nope. on the schedule, or that you know, even when we played, we didn't even play Vanderbilt. And let's just be honest, Arkansas, we blew them out. It was a weird game. Arkansas it was, won three it was games. a weird fifty-two to three game. It really. Matt was. Jones had two hundred yards, quarter. and Najee Harris has yeah. fifteen touchdowns. Brian Robinson has fifteen touchdowns, and a top right. three moment for Devontae Smith was that punt return that you said in the last episode was yeah. his Heisman moment. It was to me, and I know a lot of people are going to go back and look at that LSU catch, and for the good that reason, was three that was three Right. At the time that Smitty took that punt to the house, we were tied 3-3 three to three at the almost at the end of the first quarter, and he changed the game. He absolutely woke our team up to win the game. Yeah, and, and I just – Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I was just no, going to say before that, I mean, like you said, our team was sleepwalking. They were looking ahead to Florida. Yeah. They were ready for the SEC championship. And then all of a sudden, one play, uh, 60-yard punt return or whatever – 70 yards, however long it was, and it was over. I mean, you could have stopped the count right then because it was 10-3 to 3 and they didn't score the rest of the game. Yeah, that absolutely it flipped everything. But, you know, a lot of people will look at a team and, and think that the offense is completely separate and completely, uh, you know, independent of the defense, and for good reason. But at the it's same not. time, when you have a play like that, the momentum shift for both sides, for your entire team, special teams, offense, defense, everything. Well, well another thing. And that's what happened. Another here. thing, our our offense wasn't doing anything. So that allowed Arkansas to get some drives going because our defense was exhausted. And if you also remember, yeah. that field was atrocious. Absolutely. And – I think our players were like feeling sorry for themselves. Like, man, we got to play this game. And then all of a sudden they look, they're looking and like, man, if our best player is doing this great, we need to step our game up to, to emulate his. And then from then on, it was a 49, 49 unanswered points to, to go on and win that game. Yeah. It was just turned on the jets from that point, all gas, no breaks. And Back in episode nine, we actually started getting some listener submitted questions. And one of the very first questions that we had that I used in rapid fire was right before the season started. I believe it was the week that was the week that the season was starting to kick off. Would LSU have more than six wins? And he he nailed it. It was, you know, the listener with that question just absolutely nailed that. And LSU turns out to have a terrible season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think I went back and listened to that episode. I think me and you both were like, we would, we wouldn't even touch that. We would say that six was the number. Yeah, I mean, you might prove me wrong and say yeah. actually you said you would go over, but for some reason, I think I was like, I think six is the number. No, we we definitely missed or you know skipped it because everything that LSU lost was unprecedented. But at the same time, they were coming off of a national championship. It, you know, you don't win a national championship just because of a handful of players. 
you win a national championship because you're top to bottom of your roster. When a guy goes down for an injury or has a step out for one or two plays and a guy steps in and you don't miss a beat, that's when you win national championships. And to come back and even in a weird, crazy season, a year that we had to have, I didn't expect them to just completely fall off, but I knew that those losses would be big, and it was. Well, another thing that that I'm thinking about is I don't think we were – I think we enjoyed LSU being that bad for a lot of reasons. One, because the way they treated – you know, the way they acted after the game last year. But, like, looking back at it – no, no team in the history of college football has ever experienced that much loss. I mean, we kid like Alabama loses first rounders every. They lost like twenty six players, uh, and a lot of it was honestly due the due to COVID. So yeah. you know, and it hadn't stopped. It, it has not stopped. They're, they're there's still leaving. there's I mean, something they're... down there right now. I don't know what's going on. It's something culturally that they're missing. Or maybe it's there, and that's just what it is. Maybe it's not missing anything. Maybe it's just a bad culture right now. But I, I think a lot has to do with Coach Saban always says that it's it's not easy to get to the mountaintop, but it's a heck of a lot harder to stay there. It is. It's absolutely hard to sustain, you know, success and and just keep that going. And it's, they're they're seeing it firsthand. They're absolutely seeing it firsthand. Something's in the boot end. There's no doubt. I mean, it's just it's not jiving the way it was even close. And they've they got to turn the floodgates off. I mean, they're losing players and coaches and and things. Even the transfer now, the transfer portal has not been kind to the the Bayou Bengals. And which is kind of you know is it's really a shock to me that you haven't heard of more players going to LSU, like transferring there because of all the openings, because Maybe of, it's just that you know, hey, they've got spots. It has to be. Some, these folks know something. You know, you know what it reminds sure. me of? It, and we can get into this for a second. I know it's not in your, your, uh, no, go ahead. your outline. That that's outline. absolutely incredible by the way, but it, yeah. it reminds me of, the Brockemeyer twins from Texas not going to Texas when they have a brother yeah. that plays there. It's like, how do you not go to Texas when your brother plays there? What some your brother played there, your dad played not just there. Played, like, his dad is Texas football. I mean And they even live yeah, in Austin. Yeah, I mean, they are Texas legends for so many reasons. And they thought, hey, instead of going the easy way. Let's go to Alabama and see see what this is all about. That that's exactly what LSU mm-hmm. reminds me of right now. Obviously, there was something culturally wrong at in Austin because they fired Tom Herman and they they took our precious mm-hmm. Sarkeesian. But yeah, you know, I think it was a good hire. But you know, some coaches do better with less stress, and hope hopefully, you know, I don't want to wish them great success because I've never liked Texas and. I don't want to have to start recruiting against against Texas because right now we can get anybody we want in Texas. So I know that's probably going to change Mm -hmm. a little with Sarkeesian, but um, I don't, I don't know. Just culturally they remind me each other. And fortunately for, for Texas, it looks like they, they made a move on that. 
I think Orgeron literally was just a flash in the pan. I think uh, Joe Brady is the reason they have a chance. I just think that's it. I think Dave Aranda. Oh, I think Dave Aranda is a good coach. I don't know about a great, great coach, but I think Joe Brady is on a on a different stratosphere as far as play calling, as far as quarterback development, as yeah. far as anything X's and O's. Joe Brady is ahead of just about anybody in the college game. Yeah, I think Joe Brady. You're going to see some things up at uh, Carolina next year that's going to. I really think that when they get McCaffrey back full, hundred percent, that offense is going to be very well. And I don't even know if he's going to be in Carolina. He's he's rumored to have tons of head coaching opportunities in the NFL. Like I know, I don't know why you would do it. I think they would be really. I don't want to say stupid to do it, but they wouldn't be very. It wouldn't be intelligent of the of the Carolina Panthers to allow him to interview with the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, especially in the same division. Mm-hmm. Everything. It doesn't make much sense, but they can do what they want to, I guess, when they got that kind Sorry, of Sorry I got off track. <laughs> no, you're fine. But So a few episodes later, we started something brand new, and that was having our first guest on. And our first guest was – in episode 12 was Damian Mitchell from the Roundtable. He's a producer there. And it was just a it was a great interview. We had a lot of fun. And we followed that up. Later on, we had David Lloyd in for the Masters. And we, you know, just last episode, episode 35, we had Michael Luker. Yep, former co-host. He is now former obviously co-host. in Oxford at Ole Miss. Thank, thank you for those three guests. And, uh, with those, those are three pretty good guests to start with, and hopefully uh, we can get some more people on in 2021. But I uh, do want to thank Damian, David, and Michael. Good stuff. Yeah, those three really got it started, and and I'm sure those three are actually you know going to be on in the future. Mm-hmm. And some of the, I'm hoping that some of these guests that we have been talking about and talking to for season two during this next year, 2021 will uh, be able to join us because if so, we're just going to continue to bring out great content for you guys to listen to because I know you're going to enjoy it. So um, one of the mainstays of every episode that we have was actually submitted by my wife. And that was before we ever started, we were brainstorming, you know, what do we want to do? What kind of segments? What do we want to talk Mm -hmm. about? What's going to be fun, but yet, you know, keep people interested and also that we can have a good time. And that was rapid fire. And we finished every single episode with some rapid fire. We're going to do the same thing tonight. But we're going to play. I've got three (laughs) clips and we're going to break down each one. And these are the three. I try not to laugh, but I'm not promising anything. This this first one is by far the best one to me. I want to start with it because it was earlier in the season. And it's just going to be so hard not to laugh because it was it's it was the, just it's the goat moment of this great. podcast. I don't know what that says about us. Do we need to do better? Or, but I think I mean that's just it. This is the best moment of our podcast. Let's go. <laughs> do you pack an extra wood or do you take an extra? <laughs> what? <laughs> do you take wood? Or do you take? <laughs> I can't even ask the question. Okay, guys, 
sorry, I'm biting my arm. I'm biting my arm. <laughs> yeah. I can't breathe. You know, it's hard for me to read this question if I can't breathe. <laughs> Do you pass? <laughs> okay, I'm going to shut up for three seconds. <laughs> No, you got me. Dang it! All right, do you do you pack? Oh, do you pack a wood or do you? Skip it. Skip it. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Just, 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 just spell the stupid question. Okay. All right. I can't breathe. <laughs> Alright, alright. <laughs> oh. Do you pack? <laughs> I can't do this. I just got up and walked away. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Sorry, that's <laughs> Okay, do I pack a wood or what? We're taking extra iron. I'm taking like, an iron because I can't do it with this question. <laughs> so good. <right? laughs> so- so we were getting ready for one of the golf tournaments, and I thought, what better question to oh, ask? Question. A technical thought question. A question. I thought it was a good technical question for somebody who knew a lot more about golf than I did. And I, I knew they had to, you know, for those of you that don't know, golfers don't get to just throw everything they want in the bag. They're limited to how many clubs mm-hmm. they can use. And some different courses require you to use different, you know, links and what and and to figure out how you want to play it. And so I thought, I'm going to ask Cody, would he rather have wood or iron in his bag? Clarity, dude. I I never thought (laughs) that it would be that funny, but what it turned into was gold. To this this day, what is it, the 6th of January, we've not laughed that much on a podcast since. Combined. I mean, it was just so funny and I couldn't breathe. I had to get up and walk away. I couldn't, I was, tears were falling down my, my face and I, I couldn't even get composure to ask the rest of the you question. And so, Neither so could good. the next, the next question I have <laughs> actually deals with kind of the play on words is we've, you know, we are the PB and J, which stands for punts, bunts and jams, but Anybody that sees PB&J, they automatically assume peanut butter and jelly. So I asked the question, if peanut butter was uh, called something different. I don't remember my answer This is what we got of our podcast name. If peanut butter. (laughs) If peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Uh. Uh, let's see. If it wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Um, I can't wait to tell you what I brought down. Okay, if we can't think, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about what it looks like and um, goop spread. <laughs> <laughs> when I wrote it down. <laughs> I had to add P because I had wrote nut paste. Oh my God, Clay. <laughs> so goop spread and nut paste is what we come up with. That was embarrassing. That's, that's <laughs> nut really paste, embarrassing. Clay. <laughs> I mean, and it was one of those things where I wasn't, when I wrote down the question, I always write down my answer to go along with it in case, you know, we 
you asked me what were you going so I always put mine on there and I didn't even yeah, think about it. it I mean I wrote it down and then whenever I was reading the the question to you I was like oh my god I wrote down nut paste like I mean why would I do that nobody nobody knows so, why you do anything nobody knows why we're just glad you so, did the the last question <laughs> is a question that ever since we since I brought this up on our our rapid fire, we have asked this question to every single guest after. And I will continue to do it because I enjoy getting the answer that he, I want to know what it is for everybody. So here he goes. This is one that you want to think on just for a second. What is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, people being loud eaters. Oh, that's a good one. Mine is people that don't know how to treat a medium. <laughs> <person>. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And you still no- don't know what. Nobody knows what it is except for me. I think I, I promise you daily I try to explain that. I've had people who listen to that episode and was like, hey, by the way, what do you mean? And I, even though I tried to explain it on the episode, it, they still it frustrated me and Brooke all night because we were like, I don't know what he's talking about. I just remember agreeing with him on the podcast, being like, yep, I get it. <laughs> and then you try to explain it. Like, I think he like did, did a diagram or something or sent me a diagram. And I was like, bro. Oh, yeah. I sent you a picture. And, and I was I like, this is how you're supposed to do it. To this, to this day, <laughs> if I had to explain it, it like maybe that's okay. D- tell me your pet peeve again, and I'll tell you what I think it means. My biggest pet peeve is that people don't understand how to use a median crossover. Okay, so that means you should. Okay, like let's paint the picture of being on 15th Street in Tuscaloosa. And you're trying yep. to, you know, just get over there where uh, was it Panda Express used to be or is or whatever. And yep. you're just trying to st- stick your dooter out and you're just you're nudging yep. and nudging. And then so then like you just sit there and you hate that people just sit there. No, <laughs> what I hate is everybody go. tries to make the shortest route for their life possible. Okay. And that is. Is they're like, oh, I need to go to Panda Express. So when they get to that median crossover, they have, as soon as they get to it, they take mm-hmm. they turn. If they would go to the end of the median crossover before they turn, that would allow anybody oh, coming in the direction to quick. go to their end, and you would be able to see the traffic that is coming towards you instead of having to stick your nose around the front of the car to even Bro, see what's clicked. coming at you. Because that happens at Burger other. King and Clear all the you. time, and it frustrates the heck out of me. All I just didn't time. know what it was called. I didn't know that that was a pet peeve. I didn't even know that that's what it meant. And you've told me three times what it meant. But my <laughs> gosh, I experienced it today. Yeah, if you If you ever are able to get in one, like if you're the first person to the median and you do it right and you force the other folks that are coming to do it right, and you're going to sit there and you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so much better. This is so much better. (laughs) But that question, those three questions are my favorite from our season one. Three pretty good questions. Three pretty good moments. So, absolutely. And 
I hope everybody enjoyed them because I enjoy asking them. I, I enjoyed the episode where Cody asked me the questions. I just love it because it gives us a break. It's a, it gives you, you know, you talk through sports and we have some serious moments. We have some funny moments. But every episode, we finish it up with some moments that are generally not got to do with sports. And it's just something to make you think. Something to make you – is it's supposed to be rapid fire. We generally – drag them out a little bit, but that's all right because we're having a good Wait, time. Wait, no, I've got to admit something to you. What's that? In my previous podcast, Clacking Around the SEC slash yeah. the Tier 1's podcast, we would always have a segment at the end, Is do you need to rant about anything? And my <laughs> friend, when you talk about this next subject, I am going to rant about something. Yep. Well, I'm getting ready for it because I know exactly where you're heading. And the next subject is we're going to talk about the national championship game. So we've went over everything from season one. We talked about all the great times we've had. Now we're going to talk about the current affairs, I guess you could say, the national championship game that is scheduled for Monday, January the 11th. Correct. Go so rant time, Clay. Do I think Ohio State is great? Obviously, they're a great team. Do I think they are one of the best four teams in college football? I think they're one of the top two or three teams in college football, obviously. But there's a reason why they don't deserve to be there, Clay Dodd, and it's exactly the reason why they're trying to get this game moved, and it's because of Justin Field taking that big hit because Alabama has had five more opportunities to get those big hits on their quarterback. Five more times. That's right. And Ohio State's had five less. That's right. So you think about this. What if, what if this happened to Mac Jones in week seven? We're not over here trying to say, hey, oh, we yeah. can't play next week. We're saying, hey, we're going to have to play our backup. There is no way that yeah. you can tell me that this isn't about Justin Fields' ribs, and that's the exact reason why they shouldn't be in the game because there's been five more opportunities for Mac Jones to get hit, for Najee Harris to get hit, and exactly why Landon Dickerson's not in this game. Because if we had played seven games like Ohio State, or six games, my bad, well, seven counting the SEC championship game, yeah. Landon Dickerson would be in this game. That is why they don't deserve yeah, to be there. Absolutely. Are they one of the best three teams? Are they one of the best two teams? Heck, they may even be better than Alabama. I don't know. I do know that they are absolutely – not more deserving than Texas A&M. Heck, I'll even say Cincinnati. They're not more deserving because they are yeah. so much more fresh or fresher than any other teams in college football right now. And all they do is they get so many rules catered to them. The Big Ten cowered down to them. Now college football is thinking about cowering down to them. It is absolutely the most frustrating thing I've ever seen because if Justin's field – if Justin Field is freaking hurt, just look back to 2014. Did Ohio State whine or whimper? No. They got Cardell Jones. They went out there and they kicked Alabama's tail. Do that again. Stop making excuses for Justin Field and his ribs just because nobody knows who in the heck his backup is. You're scared. And Monday night, if the football gods are what they're supposed to be, the I think, honestly, the, I think this is one of the few times where Alabama – is not the most hated team right now. Oh, easily. I agree. I think people across the country feel the same way. And you're absolutely right. I saw this. 
I saw this comment on a on a forum actually, and then I saw it again on on Twitter. Somebody had sent a picture or snipped it, and that was I didn't know the COVID outbreak was between ribs three and four right. in Justin Fields, but I mean this. It's absolutely true. I mean, it's too obvious. And I'll be honest with you, this may sound crazy. It may sound a little over the top. I was shocked when he didn't make it in the finals for the Heisman because they have absolutely bent over backwards in every way possible for Ohio State all year long. And if it wasn't for him throwing – I can't even remember what Indiana. game it was where he threw three interceptions, he would have been a Heisman. It may have been Indiana. Where he would have been a high Well, that's, that's another thing. There's no way, and you know what, that Trevor Lawrence should be above Najee Harris or Kyle Trask or Mac Jones. There's no flipping way. That, that the same thing happened yeah, to Sean Alexander back in 99. He would have been in New York, but guess what? He got hurt against Tennessee and didn't have two games, and that caused the stats to not be as great as they were. What, Trevor Lawrence have 25 touchdowns or something? 25? Yeah, he had – it was a body of work. Najee Harris had 25 bo- touchdowns as a running back. Second. No, I mean, 25 rushing. Yeah, that's yeah. not even including no. his uh, – I mean, yeah, there is no way he should have – All look, the Heisman is not a legacy award. It's just not. I'm sorry. It's not a legacy award. Is he a great guy? Probably. Do we owe him a lot for this college football season? Absolutely. He's one of the reasons we're playing right now. Probably, mm-hmm. I would say the main reason we're playing right now is Trevor Lawrence in my mind. Him and Greg Sankey, yep. those two people in my mind, Greg Sankey and Trevor Lawrence, with the we want to play movement, all that. But just because of that, he doesn't deserve to be second. I mean, if Deshaun Watson can finish behind Derrick Henry, Trevor Lawrence can finish behind Mac Jones and and Kyle Trask. Yeah, it was. It's absolutely a, you know, and I like Chris Felica. I like him a that lot. Was embarrassing. What an embarrassing tweet. But what was it two weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was when he came out and said that he would vote for Trevor Lawrence right now. He's absolutely wrong. I mean, I don't understand. I know what he's done for a career. He's had a great career. Don't get me wrong. But the Heisman is supposed to be per year. the best player per that year. That year. Yeah. Not the and other years. No, not and, looking ahead and, that year. No. And there's. I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence isn't the best player in college football. I'm not saying that. Honestly, I kind of think he is. But that's not what it was about this year. It's yeah, about, it's about, it's about your season. stats. It's about – how if you've longevity in the season and being able to be healthy for that many games is part of it. And yes, he got COVID and that's really awful. And all of that's not fun. And it's not his fault that he had COVID. It's none, none of that's his fault, but it is what it is. When you missed two games, your numbers aren't what, I mean, look at what Kyle Trask did. Kyle Trask basically doubled his numbers. Matt yeah. Jones, if, Mac Jones, if he would have got to play in as many second halves and as many fourth quarters as Kyle Trask, his numbers would have been doubled what Lawrence's were. And you know, I even look at the Heisman as like a what even outside of stats, you obviously you gotta have good stats to be there, don't get me wrong. Right. But I look at the Heisman as if you're removed from your team, what does it do to your team? 
Trevor Lawrence's backup come in, and yes, they lost against Notre Dame. Up. He played just as good as Trevor did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean UCLA came that, in there, yeah. and it, the reason yeah. that they lost that game was ETN fumbled thirteen times, and their defense couldn't stop me and you. Yeah, absolutely. I, it just there's too many voters who went off the overall of what has Trevor done since he's been in college. Yes, he's had a great record. He's lost two games, two games as a starter. He's great. We get it. He's going to be the number one pick in the draft. We get it. He should have not finished second in the Heisman because this year, this season, he was not the second best player in the country. I mean, basically this basically this is like they're saying Tua should have won it or got second last year because guess what? He missed two games last year. Mm-hmm. So why not make him in the Heisman? Did I think Tua was one of the best players in the country last year? Absolutely. Did I think he deserved to be in New York? No, because he he didn't play the whole time. And I think that's one of the keys is you've got to have as many possible numbers and and opportunities to wow the Heisman voters as possible. And I just yeah. don't understand how that he finished second. If he would have finished third. Behind Mac, I'd have been okay. But second in front of Trask and Mac Jones, that was just too much for me. So what is your prediction for the national championship? What do you think is going to happen Monday night? If we get to play Monday night or if we get to play next Monday. in two weeks, yeah. whatever it is. Initially watching that game, I was terrified. I was like, I'm – I'm being fan Cody right now. As an Alabama mm-hmm. fan, I was like, my God, they're going to score 55 on us, and it's going to be a track meet, and it's going to be this, it's going to be that. But the more I think about it, sometimes you just absolutely let everything hang out for one game, and that might have been their game where they were perfect. Can they follow? You know, there is, can uh... Ohio State follow it up against a better defense and against a much better offense than Clemson. I think Alabama has better players on defense. I think their offense is obviously, and especially if number 17 comes back, my friend, they might be wishing they didn't move it back because if they do, (laughs) Jalen Waddell will absolutely be on that field whenever that game is because I think he already is because there's no reason for him to be out there practicing and taking up reps from Slade Bolden, if not. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, there's an old uh, there's an old saying that you're never as good as the best game you played. You're never as bad as the worst game you played. That game last week was obviously their best game of the year. And I think we played pretty good. They are not that good. Yes. I don't think we played great. Well, Clemson was flat. Yeah, we did play. I mean, we were – we played good enough to win the game. We did not play our potential. There's no reason we should have just scored 31 points. No reason. Well, it's, it, time after time this season in the second half, we've just completely taken our foot off the gas. Well, there's – that I will not happen this week. That there's – they're going to come punch us in the mouth early. They might score a touchdown real quick, maybe a second one real quick. But eventually once all that energy about – Kristen Saban's tweets out of the way. I think once all that gets out of the way, I think it comes down to, I think Alabama's defense can stop Ohio State's offense more than Ohio State's defense 
can stop Alabama's offense. My prediction. What do you think? My prediction right now yeah. is forty-four to thirty. What do you think that Miss Terry said to Kristen Saban for her to completely delete her account? I mean, I feel like it was bad. Uh, and I don't think it was dad. I don't think it was Nick. I honestly don't. I think it was when, when mama saw that and she knew how pissed off dad was going to be, she called dog. I, I don't know. And let her I, I, obviously, I, I think she regrets tweeting that out, but there's no no reason for her to get the backlash that she did with all the, the personal attacks that she was getting. That's just uncalled for. I mean, she was saying it in well, jest. She was obviously – she was saying what every Alabama fan was thinking. It's just that her platform is so it's much bigger Twitter. than everybody else's platform. It's just tr- Twitter trolls. We knew that. That's not a big deal. And, of course, her being who she is. I thought it was a funny to... tweet. I thought it was hilarious. Well, I feel like there's a lot of truth. Yeah. And that's I mean, exactly what we just talked it, about. Like, if I would have tweeted, I would have had hundreds of retweets and hundreds of likes on it. Just because it that's you know, what it was, but since it was her, she got thousands and thousands of retweets, thousands and thousands of likes. That's all the Paul Feinbaum yeah. show talked about that day. That's it. Like they talked about that tweet, and like yeah. she's the reason Alabama is going to lose. That's just asinine. If Alabama loses because of a tweet from a a family member of Coach Saban, then Ryan Day needs to do some gut check because if you can't get your players motivated for anything else than a national championship, other than the fact that it's a national championship, you probably don't need to be a head coach. Ryan Day has the most punchable face in college football. Prove me wrong. And I've seen Dan. I've got to say, I've seen Ryan Dan. Ryan Day Miller has the most punchable face. I've saw Dabble Swing, but I'm, I think that Ryan Day, if I could, one if time. I could get within one that time. social distancing, I would. Just once. Just love. Just, I just, yeah, what anyways. You What's your score so, prediction? I said 44-30. Hopefully I'm right. I would, I would like it to be 44-17. to 17. But obviously I, th- I think they're – with Trey Sermon, I just think he is a top five running back in college football right now. And that's always been a problem for Alabama this year is running backs out of the backfield. So we're going to have to have Christian Harris on him if we're going to have success and not Dylan Moses. I think what you're going to see is exactly – I think it's going to be – not exactly. I think it's going to be similar, especially what you just said while ago about a quick score. It's going to be just like the 06 game where Ohio State and Ted Ginn ran a punt back or a kickoff back in the game and then turns around and and Florida just (laughs) slaughtered them after that. I don't think it's going to be a slaughter. I think it's going to be a quick – I guess what I'm saying with that as far as being similar, it's going to be a quick score by right. Ohio State, but I think Alabama ultimately comes out 38-24. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. I mean, not, that's – I just think that this group has come too far this season. They're, they've been through the grind. They've been through one of the most difficult schedules put together in the history of college football. They – they have these players that could have made millions of dollars come back for one reason. And it wasn't to win a bronze trophy, which is wonderful. I'm so happy for Smitty. He, there's nobody more deserving in the history of, of Alabama football to win the Heisman than him. He is class act from, from A to Z. There's nobody pound for pound better than him. And I ain't even worried about weight. He is absolutely 
the most deserving Heisman winner I've seen in a very, very long time. But as you can, as you know from from listening to him and all his interviews, he doesn't care about this award at all. He said, he said the night of the Heisman ceremony, he got home, he went to sleep, like like right after that. Basically, he just got home and went to sleep because he said, "I'm done with the Heisman." It's time for Monday night. It's time for Ohio State. This group wants to win the national championship. That's all they that's all they want to do. And I just think Ohio State, I I just I don't feel like I just got a weird feeling out there in football world that Alabama is the one that deserves to win this 2020 season because of all they've been through. And I'm not saying Ohio State hadn't been through. A lot of it wasn't their fault, but a lot of it was just handed to it on a platter. I mean, anytime they needed, yeah. you know, oh, well, the, you don't have to have eight games. You can actually just – if you're Ohio State, you can play in the championship game. Blah, blah, blah. I, and nailed this. If this comes to fruition, I just think it's more motivation for Alabama – I think Ohio State's better off at playing Monday night and just seeing where the cards fall. Sorry, I went on a rant. So once you're fine, that's what we do this for. So one thing that we started a few weeks back was uh, that will continue throughout the foreseeable future mm-hmm. of this podcast is different ways to cook right. an egg. So tonight, okay. I've got a new one for you. And it's something that you've heard of. I don't know if you've ever tried, but that is a poached egg. Have you ever had one of those? You don't have to explain it. An egg that has been cooked by poaching in simmering liquid. The term is also applied to a method whereby the egg is placed in a cup suspended over simmering water using a special pan called an egg poacher. So pretty much what you're doing is you're – Cracking the egg and boiling it. So it's a boiled egg, but it's done well, a little probably, My mom's probably going to be very embarrassed that I didn't know what that was. But I don't know what it was, and I don't think I've ever ate one. Uh, it's a, don't be embarrassed. It's a big British thing, and we kicked their tail like 200 years ago, so don't worry about it. It's just one thing if you ever Wait, tried not it. Right. Revolutionary uh, So next. World War Revolutionary. Champ. Different thing completely. We, we also win the – yeah, we – Oh, yeah. So, I've got a fact for you tonight. And it's actually a fact. I'm going to ask you if you knew the reason for this before I answer it. So, talking about some bananas. Cody, why are bananas curved? Why are they not just straight? I don't know. Bananas are curved because they grow towards the sun. Yes, Makes sense now, don't it? Your mind is blown. Congratulations. You're a little bit smarter than we all were before. Everybody. So, Cody, I heard through the grapevine. I do. I'm going to start doing a football fact. There are – how many are there in this little book? There are 1,100 facts. We've got a lot of episodes. (laughs) How many years 1,100 episodes would take us to get to? On the pace of 35, a lot. <laughs> well, it took us <laughs> It took us six Ooh, months to get to so 36 So maybe like episodes. 20 years, 30 years. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to be here in that many years. I don't know if I'm going to be here next week. 
But I thought this was a pretty crazy stat. Are you ready? I've never done a fact before, so I don't know how you go. You, you're just yep. so smooth with it. <clears throat> Max McGree of the Green Bay Packers caught only four passes for 91 yards during the 1966 regular season. In the 1967 Super Bowl, he snared seven passes for 138 yards and two touchdowns. That's quite the drastic change from <laughs> four catches to seven <laughs> in one change. game. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, thought that go was pretty pack, cool. Go. Yeah, something clicked. Something changed. Oh, we're playing football? Yeah. Something. Thank you for to, sure. That's awesome. I don't know. I, I know I'm my mom got me that book, but great I'm not team. sure where she got it from. That's a great Do you like that kind of put it together? Is that a cool awesome. little thing? So to, okay. Absolutely. I love that. We'll definitely keep that going. I'm, I'm totally for it. Um, you'll talk about football. I'll talk about Wonderful eggs. It's a great thing podcast. I got going. So... A lot we mentioned before. We love to finish on a rapid fire. Three questions. Yes, sir. Are you ready? I'm looking for your favorite movie mm, quote. Favorite movie quote. It's got to be from Anchorman. There's just any quote from Anchorman that I love. Oh, I got it. Brian Fantana. 60% of the time, it works every time. And and, and Ron Burgundy works every time. I use that in the goal 60. <laughs> I use that at the end of the goal 60. Yeah. It was so much, it was so much fun. So, Correct. you want to hear mine? Can I tell you mine, please? So, mine's got a, a little bit of a four letter word in it. So, y'all just bear with me. Sorry, mom. But it's too good. Okay. It's too good not to. So the quote comes from uh, from a current movie about firefighters. Oh but anyways, it goes like this. If you're looking for sympathy, you can find it in the dictionary between shit and syphilis. You cursed and said syphilis in the same sense. <laughs> but it's a great, great there's a, there's a, pand- a, or not pand- there's pand- epidemic, epidemic around. of syphilis ah. going around. I don't know if you're saying the borders. Sex it's made by Otis. Made with real <laughs> bits of panther, so you know it's good. It's... <laughs> oh, well, how well. We, how the turn How apples. the turn tables turn. So, <laughs> so, next up, I know this is this is really kind of objective, I guess, or whatever, which way you want to go. I don't care which one you go with. But if you could talk to the president, what would you talk about? If I could talk to... The president, what I want to talk about? If I was talking to current President Trump, I would ask him if I could be a member at his golf club, one of his many golf resorts, forever for mm-hmm. free. And President Biden, I would ask him if I have to pay anything on student loans ever again. That'd be great if I don't. Wouldn't it be for everybody? But at the same time, yep. we got to pay for that somehow. But anyways, I like that. I like that. So the last question, 
is a deep thinker. Okay. Is is are you being facetious right now, or do you really think it's a deep? Yeah, I'm. I'm just. It's really not even hard to think about. It's just the question is, where do you go to think? Where do you go to that you can just clear your head? That's it. I mean, that's where I go to (laughs) just think and let everything happen. Oh, yeah, she knows. I mean, she 45 minutes, like, if she's like, um, hey, will you help me fold these clothes? I'm like, yeah, I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> By the time I get back, they'll be folded, the dishes will be put up. <laughs> I, it, everything's good. I've, I've, if you want me to help you, go ahead and go start Netflix, and I'll be yes, back later. That's everything that I've got. I really, really cannot tell everybody out there from family to friends to people who didn't know us before, whoever that may take their time to listen to this podcast. I thank you very much. And we're excited. I know I am excited to get you know what, season two started next week. We don't mess with horses. you enjoyed this episode just as much as we enjoyed making it for you if so make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast no matter where you get your podcast from make sure you send it to a friend because they really need to listen to it as well if you want to get in touch with us hit us up on twitter at pbjpod you can also send us an email pbjpod2020 at gmail.com you can even leave us a voicemail. You just got to go through the Anchor app, hit the leave voicemail link, leave that 10-second voicemail, and we'll put it on the next episode. Thank you for taking your time to listen to the Punts, Months, and Jams podcast, and we'll see you soon.